Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Do not forget to follow me on the Twitters, or the Grams, as the kids say these days, at RMK Madness. That's right. And hey, look at this. We have video. <sighs> it's so exciting. I'll be on YouTube. You can see it. You can see the madness in the flesh now. This is fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited. I probably shouldn't be. It's just, it's just a, some video now. This is nothing crazy. But I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. And we're going to get going. We're going to get going. <sighs> so it, it, anyway, let's continue as we normally would. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday weekend and a safe holiday weekend for fuck's sake i had a pretty great weekend for two reasons one my wife and i we celebrated our six-year anniversary that's right that's right phenomenal phenomenal and uh you know the quarantine and everything has only brought us closer it's been really nice because she's not only the most beautiful woman in all of the land yes she's so wonderful but she is also my most bestest friend in the world. That's right. Bestest friend in the world. So, six years. It's been a good six years. Some ups and downs. But strength has been built through it all. So, it's been great. It's been great. So, that was one of the reasons I had such a great weekend celebrating this six years of wonderfulness with, with my best friend slash wife slash queen. And now... The second reason, and really there's three, because I gotta get to the, <laughs> I get, I gotta get to the third one in a second. But the second one, the second one, Dumkirk. Now, if you hadn't heard about Dumkirk yet, you need to go investigate. Basically, a group of Trumpers decided to get together in Lake Travis. Texas, to have a boat rally, a pro-Trump boat rally. And guess what happened? At least four of those boats took on water and sank. Oh, what a shame. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Not really. Justice is served. Ah, justice is served. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for him. I don't. Not even a little bit. Not even a tad bit. I don't feel bad for him at all. No, 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 no. And the third thing, the third thing. Did you see Cam Newton's uh, press conference thingamajiggy? He had the cowboy hat thing going. I love Cam. I think it's fantastic. He is still being Cam in New England. And all those Patriots and other football fans who said, Bill Belichick would never put up with someone like that. He's he's not professional enough. Well, he seems to be just camming it up to me. Bill Belichick seems fine. Right? Bill seems fine with how Cam's behaving. Because he's still fucking doing it, right? You know, going back, I wrote this down on the show sheet, and then I completely forgot about it, so we're going to go back to it. 
because I, as much as I love Dunkirk and the Cam Newton thing, I did think it was interesting. You see, we celebrate, my wife and I, this, this six years of marriage this, this weekend. And here we are, the last Sunday without football. That was yesterday, because you see, I'm recording Monday night. Release Tuesday morning, you see. And so, last Sunday, and, and by the way, how many times did we hear that? This is the last weekend without football for a while. You hear it every year, right? It gets annoying. But it was the last Sunday without football. And here I am, celebrating with my wife, six years. And I think back to the year we got married. And we got married the weekend of the beginning of the NFL season. This was in 2014. And we get married on Saturday. And so I was a little worried. What are people going to do? They probably want to watch the foosball on Sunday. It's opening weekend. And I must admit, I wanted to watch some football too. So we figured out a compromise. Those that wanted to watch football just piled in my apartment and we watched football. It was great. And all of those who didn't want to watch football, is mostly women, they went and did, you know, a spa day type thing. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. But because of the timing of when my wife and I got married and now our anniversaries, tends to revolve around the beginning of football. In a way, the beginning of my wonderful marriage is somewhat tied to football, you might say. Not really. <clears throat> and my wife would probably not be happy if she heard me say that. <laughs> How the fuck is this tied to football? Anyway. Ah, good times, good times. Speaking of good times, though, the wait is over. Fucking football's here, people. We get football this week. This week. Now, it's going to be a little strange. Some stadiums will have no fans. Some limited capacity. So it's not going to be quite the uh, fanfare that you normally see. But it's still going to be a blast. We're getting football. At least for week one. We'll see what happens. Because you know that's going to be the biggest thing. They're going to have week one. And then see how they've been doing. See how all of this uh, COVID stuff is circulating or not circulating around on the football field. Mass testing and try and figure this all out. They're going to try and see, okay, what happens when we play games? <laughs> what happens to the testing numbers? So we'll have to see. Because there is no bubble here, right? Guys have to go home every night and behave themselves, you know. And the majority of them will. But, you know, there's going to be a few who just can't help themselves. I mean, shit happened in the NBA bubble. Who was it? Was it Lou Williams? It was somebody. Couldn't stay away from the strip club. Now, they tried to say, I needed the damn wings from the strip club. They had some, some bomb-ass wings. And I'm all, all for you and your bomb-ass wings. But come on, man. It's quarantine. And you cannot expect, even if you 
sincerely and honestly only went to the strip club for the wings, that's still not how everybody else is going to perceive it. Just saying. Whew. Goodness. No! I know. No. You really shouldn't. Strip club during the pandemic? No! No. No. But we have football this week. And again, we'll see how it goes after this first week. But man, the games are just loaded and we just, it's going to be, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how any of this is going to go, but I'm just excited that we're going to get some football. And it starts Thursday night. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. A little bit of a preview action going on for the Texans and the Chiefs. Thursday night opening day. Oh my goodness, this is just too much. It's just too much. Everything that's going on this year, and we're actually getting football. I mean, really, getting football is pretty minuscule in everything that's going on in the world. But it's still cool, and I'm still excited. I'll also be interested to see what the hell happens when all these players start kneeling and speaking their minds on social justice because there's a group out there who's going to complain loudly. And my opinion is they can fuck off. We don't need them watching the sport, but that's just me. That's just me. <sighs> but football, football, my friends, football is here. Also this weekend was the cut deadline. The deadline for roster cuts. So, obviously that brings us some news, but before we get into that, a couple more quarterbacks named starters. Mitch Trubisky, a little bit of a surprise. I think a lot of us were expecting Foles, particularly with the salary and all that. I still feel like we're going to see Foles sooner rather than later. But you know... Funny how those front offices and coaching staffs and things work. Because they're so tied to Mitch Trubisky, they just can't help but give him another chance. <laughs> because who doesn't hate to look wrong? So we'll see. We'll see. But I got my money on full starting at some point fairly soon. Fairly soon. And then, of course, as expected, this one not so much a surprise, Ryan Fitzpatrick, starter of the Dolphins. Makes sense. Tua's still coming along. Probably going to take him a little time. I have faith in the Tua. I do, I do. And I can say his last name. Can you say his last name? Tongue of Bialoa. The way it was explained to me, you got to say the tongue, tongue, tongue. Like tongue, tongue, tongue. You got to say tongue, Tongue of Bailoa. Yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. It's my best guess. That's what I got from what I've heard. Tua Tongue of Bailoa. So, yes. But I imagine we'll see him at some point this season. I don't think he's going to redshirt the entire season. But I do think 
We're going to see some Fitz magic for a little bit. We're going to see some Fitz magic. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Now, a trade happened amidst the roster cuts. And that is Lint Bowden to the Dolphins. Bit of a surprise. Raiders drafted him in the third round. Trying to make him a running back. He played receiver. I mean, he did a little bit of both. A little bit of a hybrid type, right? So the idea was to try and play him as a running But I don't understand. Particularly because they lost Ty Rubble. I mean, they have some guys there, obviously. Ruggs, Edwards. Gotta like Renfro. But it just, they didn't think to just put him at wide receiver. Because after being traded to the Dolphins, guess what group Lynn Bowden's running with? The fucking wide receivers. Not just a thinking cap, my friend. So we'll see how he does with the Finns. But they are also in need of some receiver help. And Lynn Bowden just might be able to provide it. We'll see. We'll see. But it's not going to hurt the running back room. That's one of the biggest things about it. Because I heard Lynn Bowden to the Dolphins. And I'm like, fuck. I love Matt Breida. I'm also interested in Miles Gaskin. Because I'm not big on Patrick Layard. Or Jordan Howard. That's really the first name I meant to say was Jordan Howard. <laughs> oh, no. I just said... <laughs> Train derailed. I know. You suck, you jackass. No. It's the first time today that I've met. Whatever. Whatever. Also, we did discuss on the pot on Friday that uh, we did have a couple of names that were cut. Adrian Peterson. Dare Ogamewale. Now, Dare worked out with the Raiders. Last I heard. No news from that. We'll see how that goes. Adrian Peterson is now a member of the Detroit Lions, which makes sense. Daryl Bevel, offensive coordinator. This was also the offensive coordinator for a period of time for the Vikings when Adrian Peterson was employed there. So it makes sense, right? It makes sense that AP would go there. And everybody's worried. What's this mean for DeAndre Swift? Well, I don't think it means anything, to be honest. This is what I think. They have Carrion Johnson, who they're not sold on, obviously. They have DeAndre Swift, whom they seem to really like, but was recently injured. And if they feel like Swift might need a few weeks to get right, they're probably sitting there going, we can't just run out there with just Carrion Johnson. We can't do that. And Ty Johnson? Now, I was a Ty Johnson fan last year, but he fell on his face. They can't have any faith in them. Now, I don't know what kind of faith they should have in Adrian Peterson. Although, I tell you what, you look at his stats. They're not great, but he still hits those big runs. He was number two in juke rate last season. Number eight in big runs. Number 11, I believe, in evaded tackles. So he's still got a little something. It's just not what teams really need, but he could be a little helpful. In other other words, he can do enough and be good enough to be a bit of a nuisance 
but not to be a real threat to DeAndre Swift, I guess is what I'm saying. Maybe he vultures a few touchdowns throughout the year. I don't know. It's possible. But I do still firmly believe, once healthy, it's the DeAndre Swift show, okay? So no, no need to worry. No need to worry. Remember Hakeem Butler? I remember a lot of people liked Hakeem Butler. Wasn't there some people that had him as like the, the one, two, three receiver of the class? Like, just insanity. He was cut by the Cardinals. To the best of my knowledge, has not latched onto a practice squad yet. Lamar Miller. DeAndre Washington. See, this is where I get, this is where I find things so fun. There's so many people like Lamar, they signed Lamar Miller. There goes Damian Harris. There goes Damian Harris. They signed Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller got cut. <laughs> DeAndre Washington. Now, don't get me wrong. I thought there was a chance. I felt like Elijah McGuire was the more talented back. But I could see it. There was, you know, breadcrumbs there. But ultimately... The Chiefs went with Daryl the Barrel. And then Darwin tops it. To me, that's ridiculous. They should have kept DeAndre or, or fucking... Who the fuck was the other one I was just talking about? Elijah McGuire. <laughs> should have kept one of those dudes over Darwin, if you ask me. But Daryl the Barrel remains there as the number two. Very interesting. Keep your eyes on that Thursday night. Keep your eyes on Daryl the Barrel. Just saying. <sighs> Some diehard darlings. Diehard Dynasty Darlings got cut. Greg Jennings. I'm sorry, Gary Jennings. <laughs> I do, do you remember Greg Jennings? I remember. I was a little excited when the Vikings got him, and then he didn't do shit. Propped up by Farb and Aaron Rodgers. Greg Jennings. Gary Jennings is who I was speaking of. And Kirk Merritt. Young receivers for the Dolphins both cut. Thought, hey, one of those guys... Got to have a shot at making the team, given the the, the injuries and, and the exemptions with the wide receiver room and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 No! I don't. No. It's a shame. A couple other guys. Dontrell Hilliard, Jake Kumaro. Been around a few more years. Jake Kumaro, just another one of those Packers receivers that has some talent. And Aaron Rodgers is... Warm and cold on, likes him one minute, doesn't the next. And I don't understand Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think he's as bad as some people would suggest. But I also think he is a bit of a tool. <laughs> and he probably has a way about him that rubs some, rub some people the wrong way. But th that I don't mind because I have that. So uh, I do rub people the wrong way sometimes and that's okay. That shit happens. That shit happens. And then Dontrell Hilliard. I'm not sure why this happened because they basically, the Browns, and they signed Dontrell back to the practice squad. So he's still technically with the team. But they somehow saw more in Dearness Johnson than Dontrell Hilliard. Their player profilers, profilers, their player profile suggest the opposite. But Hilliard has been around a few years. Hasn't been anything special. So, new blood maybe? I don't know. 
I know, Giannis Johnson was rook last year, but still, newer blood than Hill. Last one I'll mention. John Kelly, cut by the Rams. People were kind of wondering. Because if you look, okay, if you look at that Rams roster with the running backs, John Kelly very well could have been the second most talented back. Now, for whatever reason, he has not shown it on the field. He has not shown it to the Rams. So, he has been released. And in his place, because they kept their, obviously, acres. Malcolm Brown Henderson. In his place, they kept undrafted free agent rookie Xavier Jones. Now, Xavier Jones, there's a reason for intrigue. And I'm going to explain why. Let me just pull up his player profiler real quick. Playerprofiler.com. Use it. Love it. It's wondermous. That's a new word I just created. Wondermous. Wonder Miss. Xavier Jones, undrafted out of SMU, black box athlete. Meaning, when you hear that black box term, it's generally referring to players with no workout metrics. You don't know exactly what their athleticism, their speed, because they don't have the workout metrics. Now, he missed these due to an injury his senior season, but his junior season... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The year before his junior... No, he had a good senior season. Well, what then? What the, where the hell is his workout metrics? See, now I'm getting this dude confused with somebody. Anyway, Xavier Jones, <laughs> 5'11", 208 pounds at SMU. Now, college dominator, 63rd percentile, so above average. Nothing spectacular, but above average. And his college target share in the 71st percentile. So the ball handling. Now, this is obviously important all around in today's NFL, but particularly on a team like the Rams. So it'll be interesting because I know for me personally, you look at Malcolm Brown, what he's done in the NFL, his player profile, he is an average talent. Daryl Henderson, I believe, is a step above. And Xavier Jones, I'm interested to see. Could he potentially work his way up to the second or third spot in that pecking order? I don't know. There's got to be a reason they kept him instead of a dude who's been in the system for a few years. There's got to be a reason. Just saying. Just saying. There's reason for intrigue. And I love Cam Newton's hat. Once again, the wait is over, Madcaps. We're getting football this week. And by the time you listen to this, we'll just have a couple of days. So we got to do a little TNF preview, a little Thursday Night Football preview. Look at what's going to come here. We got Houston at Kansas City. I believe Kansas City will have limited fan capacity, so we'll see how that goes. And this was previously a pretty high-scoring game. The game in the playoffs, Houston got out to a huge lead. 
Mahomes led the comeback. Fun game. So I expect some more fireworks Thursday night as well. Now, Kansas City, as a team, they, they remain mostly unchanged, right? You got to look at the running back situation. That'd be the big difference there. No Damian Williams. You got the Rook, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who everybody is in love with. I still feel like just a little overhyped, but I also understand mostly. And the Chiefs seem to love him, so, you know. And as mentioned, Daryl the fucking Barrel is the number two. So I really want to see, what do they have in mind for my guy, Daryl the Barrel? What do they have in mind? Is he literally going to be a complimentary piece? Or is this going to be a one-two punch? Because Daryl the Barrel has some attributes that I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire doesn't. See, Edwards-Hilaire fits this system pretty damn good. But you still could use that, well, barrel, you know, for the tough yards. And I think he might have a little something to say about that. And he might be a little more productive in that area than CEH. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm definitely looking at that situation Thursday night to see if we can decipher anything from the usage in week one. For Houston... I really think, you know, that this is a team that underwent some changes. Now, the defense is still, you know, middle of the pack. We'll see how it plays out. They got some players. They're not terrible, but they're not at the top. They're not the Texans' defense of old. And the offense isn't the same old Texans' offense either because they jettisoned DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in David Johnson, and hey, Another running back group that I'm looking forward to seeing how the usage plays out. Now, I guarantee because of the trade, they want to feed the shit out of David Johnson. But Duke Johnson himself has been a hell of a back. He was much more efficient than Carlos Hyde last year. And while that didn't get him any extra run, we'll see what happens this year. Particularly if David Johnson struggles or deals with any injuries yeah yeah but back to the the changing of the offense okay so the run game will probably still be similar but the passing game with hopkins out of there i mean you got to figure when will fuller was out there yes watson used him but that was you know how often (laughs) fuller's had a hard time staying healthy there's a lot of Deshaun Watson. And now you look. I'm sorry. A lot of DeAndre Hopkins. And now you look in Deshaun Watson. He has Brandon Cooks. He has Kenny Stills. He has Randall Cobb. To go with Will Fuller. It's a little bit better of a setup. So I could see, you know, not any one of those guys necessarily taking over and getting a Hopkins-like level treatment. I just think he's going to spread the ball around a lot more, and I actually think it could help this offense. Because Deshaun Watson might have got a little too used to, hey, I'm in trouble, let me find Hopkins. Can you blame him? But this way, this might help this offense be even more productive. He has more weapons, he can spread it around, they're going to be tougher to defend, I believe. So we'll see how all that plays out. Two awesome quarterbacks, 
Should be fun offenses, good game. I got Kansas City, 34-23. to 23. We'll see how it plays out. Now, when it comes to the fantasy side of things, Kansas City's easy, right? You play your studs. You know who to play. Now, obviously, the question is, what about Daryl the Barrel? Now, I'd say wait and see what the usage is like. But if you're in a pinch, I mean, let's face it, there's already been some crazy running back shit that's happened. Darius, guys, thank you very much for killing me in half my leagues. Not really. <laughs> but you did hurt me, man. You hurt, well, and fuck me. Fuck, fuck me. Yeah, you hurt that woman. We won't get into that. Let's just say, Darius, guys, piece of shit. He's jettisoned off every one of my rosters. I really hope he doesn't even come back, man. And this isn't bad feelings, sour grapes, because of what's happened over and over and over with this guy. No. No. I just don't like trash human beings, really. Pretty simple, pretty simple. Anyway, back, 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 back to the topic at hand. Casey, play your studs. Keep an eye on Daryl the Barrel. Daryl the Barrel. For Houston, David Johnson is going to be a safe play. He's going to get the volume. Obviously, Deshaun Watson. But you're looking at the receivers, and I guess... I'd want to see how the usage plays out. But if you got to play any of them, I don't think Will Fuller's a bad idea. And I actually really like Randall Cobb this year. And I could definitely see him producing throughout the season. So we'll, we'll see, again, how it goes. I just keep saying that, repeating that. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll get it right. No! I know, I know, I know. Anyway. <sighs> Thursday Night Football. Here we come. It's coming. It's coming. Texans. Chiefs. Yes. A few days away. <laughs> Calm down, though. Calm down, everybody. It's going to be okay. Football is here. Game over, man. It's game over. Yes. Game over. Pot over. That time has come. So we work our, our way towards getting the hell out of here and preparing for week one of the NFL season. Before we go, though, I did want to point out, if any of you have been doing a lot of best ball this year, I've recently gotten into it. I tried it out last year, but I really got into it, well, just in the past week or so, really got into it. talking about it all off-season, but then I got the opportunity to write an article on Best Ball and the new Best Ball site, Underdog, which is dedicated primarily to Best Ball drafting. And so the opportunity to do that and really get into Best Ball was very appealing. So I did, and I've had a lot of fun. I did a lot of, of, well, four or five, like, cheap leagues, $3 ones, to really get my bearings and get a good idea of how to attack it, right? And I look up tips and things, see what other people, other analysts that have done a lot of best ball, what they say, 
is the best way to attack it. So I get into it. It was a lot of fun. And then I had the big best ball mania draft last night. That was a ton of fun. A ton of fun. Now, see, if you're unfamiliar with best ball, it's essentially a redraft league. Okay? One year league. And you draft your team for the year. And that is your team for the year because there's no managing of the team. There's no trades, no waiver wire, no bye weeks, no nothing. Or, I mean, sorry, bye weeks, but you can't do any. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's very interesting. It's a, it's a challenge. And while, you know, I love the transaction aspect of fantasy football. I love trading trying to beat people to the wire, outbid them on the wire, all that stuff. But I do love new challenges in fantasy football, and this is definitely a challenge. you got to try and draft for the entire year and hopefully you don't, and hope that you don't get completely screwed injury-wise because there's no transactions. So it's definitely a unique, fun way to play fantasy football, and I got super into it. And if you do go about it, I'd say the best thing you can do is you want to make sure you load up on wide receivers. They've got to be your deepest group simply because of the volatility, the wide range of outcomes that those players have compared to everybody else. It's a much wider range. So therefore, you need as many options as possible. Okay, so wide receiver needs to be the most rostered then running back and basically what you want to do quarterback tight end you want two or three okay if you grab one of the higher end guys for example lamar jackson for quarterback travis kelsey for tight end then wait be patient on coming back around to the position to get your second now if you wait in the first place, and you don't attack quarterback or tight end within the first five or six rounds, then you want to definitely strongly consider, since the remaining quarterbacks and tight ends will be a step down, you want to make sure you do go ahead and get three of them to make sure you have those options available. Because you don't have a Lamar Jackson that you figure most weeks is going to kill it for you. So the extra option helps. So I kind of view the quarterback and the tight end in the same way and approach it the same way during these drafts. Now, running back, you want to get four to six, right? And I think it's it's good to get two or three. I, I've been going three solid, dependable guys, right? Because you're going to have to attack running back early because everybody else is. Because that's the thing. Grab your running backs. And you don't want to miss out on them. You don't want to be vastly dependent or extremely dependent on late round running backs in this type of league. So you want to make sure you get a couple early. And you really want to have a few dependable guys and then shoot upside. You know me. This is what I like to do in every draft. It gets later on in the draft, you start looking at upside. Same thing with the wide receivers. Now, wide receiver, you want to go 8 to 10 because most of these drafts, 18 to 20 spots. So you want to go close to half your roster with wide receiver, okay? 
And you're going to do the same thing. Make sure grab four or five really solid, dependable guys. And then upside. Upside. I love me some upside. <laughs> but you definitely want to shoot for some of that upside in the later round. Because you really... And, you know, even in the mid-round. Because this is the type of league where you play it safe. You're not going to get anywhere. To get the maximum points... You gotta take risks because you gotta hit some of those guys later on that are gonna blow up. And that's how you do that shit. Or at least that's that's what I've come to understand in my first year and doing it. So just a little bit of advice for you on the best ball stuff. And really, the underdog site is really pretty freaking cool, man, if you get into it. So if you're going to get into some best ball, I highly suggest checking out the underdog app, okay? And I'm going to just fill you in on my, my best ball mania lineup. So basically, I had, I had the one four, okay? And I went Alvin Kamara. I ended up with Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Damian Harris, Jarek McKinnon at running back, Dak Prescott, excuse me, and Cam Newton at quarterback, DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry, C.D. Lamb, Sterling Shepard, Brian Edwards, Nikhil Harry, Denzel Mims, John Hightower at receiver, and Evan Ingram, Irv Smith, Gerald Everett at tight end. I was pretty happy with it. The only pick that I kind of eh, regretted a little bit afterwards was the Sir Sterling Shepard pick. And that's only because, though I do like Sterling Shepard, I realized I had gotten Evan Ingram. And I wasn't sure about having them, you know, two pass catchers from the same team. But I decided, screw it. Who cares? Who cares? And I so I'm pretty happy with my team. Pretty happy with how it turned out. It, some of my practice drafts, the $3 ones, we're not as sexy. The teams, yeah, don't look as sexy. One in particular, I kept forgetting that I was drafting, and so I'd look up at my pad, because for some reason, if I have one complaint, one complaint about the app, the Underdog app, it's I could use some sound in the draft room so that I could hear when it's my turn. And so I kept missing my turn, and I somehow in one league I ended up with Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking need all these cards. I don't even like, I don't even want Drew Brees. Ah! <laughs> so, yeah, underdog app, if you're listening, a little bit of sound, please, would be nice. Would be nice. Unless there, it is available and I just haven't figured out what the fuck is going Because it's very possible. I am not the best with technology, which is why it's taken so long for me to do video with my podcast. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. All right. Let's let, let's move on. Close up shop. Get out of here. I'm, I'm feeling a little hungry personally, so I'm, I'm going to have to go make something to eat. But I hope everybody has a fantastic week. We got football coming up. And good luck in all your last-minute drafts. Enjoy yourself Thursday night. Football's here, folks. It's here. It's here. Enjoy it. Particularly week one, because we, do, we don't know what's going to happen for week two. <laughs>
I'm telling you, they had they have this all set up the way the schedule set up and everything, just in case after week one shit goes a little, you know, woo, little crazy. So we'll see how it plays out. But I'm excited. I'm excited. Football. It's good to see you again. It is good to see you again. Yes. So enjoy as always. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow me on the Twitter at RMK Madness and YouTube RMK Madness. <gasps> Instagram RMK Madness. Just go find it. You just all my stuffs. And if you just check out Twitter, I got, I'll have links for everything there. So don't forget, check out all my stuffs. And again, thank you for listening. Appreciate it very much. Much love to everyone out there. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Ta-ta for now. Laters.